Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Our scripture this morning comes from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. This is why I kneel before the Father. Every ethnic group in heaven or on earth is recognized by him. I ask that he will strengthen you in your inner selves from the riches of his glory through the Spirit. I ask that Christ will live in your hearts through faith. As a result of having strong roots in love, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width and length, height and depth, together with all believers. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. Glory to God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and always. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. And now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, it's January of a new year. It's that time of year when when many are setting New Year's resolutions, making plans for the next year, setting new goals. And so our theme this month is dream big. Say that with me. Dream big, based on Bob Goff's book by the same title. I, I need to tell you, I am, I am so excited about this series. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. But I want to also offer a, a bit of a confession, an admission, an acknowledgement. This book by Bob Goff is not the most theologically complex or the biblically, the most deep book that we'll ever look at nor will these sermons be. Uh, I do believe they'll be uh, theologically true and have integrity, but this may not be the most uh, complex theologically. This may not be the deepest dive we've ever made. And yet, I sincerely believe that this series could change your life. That's a big statement, isn't it? I sincerely believe that the messages over the next four weeks have the potential to radically change our lives, not because they will be so good, but because they're rooted in a truth that we all need to hear. So we're talking about dreams, big dreams. What do we mean by dreams? Obviously, when we hear the word, we may think about those dreams that we have when we sleep, those that come to us 
unconsciously. They're usually strange. I don't need to hear those dreams. I don't, I'm not talking about those dreams. You can either keep those to yourself or talk to them uh, with your therapist about, but that's not the kind of dreaming that we're going to be doing. The dreaming that we're going to be doing over these weeks is conscious. It's wide awake. It's intentional. This kind of dreaming is imagining what kind of future could be. It's forward-looking. It's hopeful. These kind of dreams are intended to be inspiring and challenging. This kind of dreaming is akin or associated with things like goal-setting, planning, action, making a commitment and working toward it with God's help. This kind of dreaming imagines a a different kind of reality. It, It pictures what could be possible. And this kind of dreaming is rooted in the spiritual conviction that God has a dream for each and every one of our lives and that God both knows and cares about our own dreams. And so the goal is to see where we can find alignment between God's dreams for us and our dreams for our lives. What is a dream? Bob Goff describes dreaming as knowing what you want, why you want it, and what you're going to do about it. The pastor Howard Thurman described dreams as the bearer of a new possibility, the enlarged horizon, the great hope. Walt Disney, I mean, we're in Orlando, we have to quote Walt Disney if we're talking about dreams. Walt Disney said, I dream, I test my dreams against my beliefs. I dare to take risks and I execute my vision to make those dreams come true. And Michelle Obama says, the only limit to the height of our achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard for them. Emily reminded us just a few moments ago that this, of course, is the month that we annually uh, remember and honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And probably what he is most known for, for most of us, is his famous I Have a Dream speech delivered from the steps of the Lincoln Monument. We remember, we honor, we continue to work for the fulfillment of that dream which really is rooted in the dream of our nation's founding, that all people are equal, that all people are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. It's a vision, it's a dream that we continue to work toward. All people dream, but for people of faith, dreaming, Dreaming about what is possible is rooted in the belief that God loves us, that God knows us, that God desires what is best for us, that he has endowed each and every one of us with certain unique gifts and abilities, and that he calls us to do great things. We can never forget Jesus' self-description. He says in John 10.10, I came... This is his understanding of his purpose. I came so that you could have life, indeed, so that you could have life to the fullest. Bob Goff speaks to each of us when he says, I want you to become fully awake to your biggest and most worthwhile ambitions by becoming fully awake to yourself and your God-given purposes.
Over the years of ministry, I've had countless people come to me to to talk about decisions they're trying to make or obstacles they're trying to overcome or or options that they're weighing, weighing and just trying to get some extra advice. And I often find that it's helpful to ask a question like, if anything could be possible, if, if we could just snap our fingers and make your dream a reality right now, if we didn't have to worry about practical things, what would you dream? If anything could be possible, what would you dream? And even if the, the answers that they provide are a little on the impractical side or a bit unrealistic or seemingly a bit out of reach or otherwise attainable, there is something about simply asking the question, if anything is possible, what would you dream? There's something about asking the question that opens up new possibilities. So I ask that question to all of you right now. Wherever you are in your life, whatever you're struggling with or hoping for, whatever's going on right now, I just ask you the simple question, if anything is possible, if anything could be possible, what would you dream? If age wasn't an issue, if if wealth wasn't an issue, if your education level wasn't an issue, if your health was not an issue, if your intellectual level was not an issue, if your marital status was not an issue, what would you dream? I really do believe all of us dream. I think we're all dreamers in one way or another. Some of us are are a bit more practical and some of us maybe a bit more extravagant. Dreams come in all shapes and sizes. Some are more worthy of pursuit than others. Some may seem more like wishful thinking and others more serious like a calling. Some are more self-serving and some more altruistic. Some are more God-honoring and some are less. Some are worthy of pursuit and some maybe not. The question is, are we actively pursuing our dreams? Or do we just dismiss them as soon as they arrive? Are we content to just passively let life happen to us? When Kelly and I were dating in college and obviously getting a bit more serious and it looked like this could be long term, one day she wrote me a note and she signed it and dated it and it simply said, we will not get in a rut. She handed me the note with a pen and told me, sign it. <laughs> Apparently, she seemed to think I had rut potential <laughs> and didn't want that to happen. As far as I understand, she still has the note and still considers it contractually binding in our relationship. Now, a rut. I mean, I recognize some of you are city people. You may not know what a rut is. A rut is that th those parallel grooves that happen in dirt roads or gravel roads. You got to be from the country to know a rut. Over time, as vehicles pass along a dirt or gravel road, the, the rut or the grooves get deeper and deeper. When it rains, they get muddy. And it is possible to get stuck. Thus the phrase, stuck in a rut. Well, the truth is a lot of us get stuck 
in ruts. You don't have to live in the country to get stuck in a rut. A lot of us live our lives on autopilot. We just continue with the same routines, the same ruts that we've gotten familiar with. We eat the same foods, we do the same tasks, we shop at the same stores, we wear the same styles, we watch the same news channel, we read the same authors, we talk to the same friends, we go to the same worship service, we go to the next kids event that's scheduled on the calendar, we go to the next doctor appointment in 30 to 60 days, we pay the same bills, we are people of routine. Sometimes those schedules are dictated to us, aren't they? If you're a student, the school dictates it. If you're a parent, the children's activities dictate it. If you work, your employer dictates it. But sometimes we choose our routines. The truth is my life is pretty routine, and I have chosen it. I'm pretty happy with a lot of my routines. Ruts aren't necessarily a bad thing. The question is... When do we reevaluate our ruts? When do we become aware that we're in a rut? When do we make the decision to break out of the rut and try something new? Again, Howard Thurman says, it's easier to believe little than to believe big. The immediate demand is so often so urgent. The immediate problem is often so acute or insoluble that the ceiling of hope is lowered, leaving but little room even for breathing. I quoted Walt Disney earlier. Of course, Disney is a place of dreams, and Walt Disney's Cinderella sings, have faith in your dreams, and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dream that you wish will come true. Speaking more spiritually, I believe with all my heart that God does not desire our life to be a life of living in ruts. God wants more for us than ruts. God created us to dream bigger dreams, to pursue bigger goals to accomplish bigger possibilities. Bob Goff refers to these as having absurd expectations. I've heard motivational coaches and business leaders talk about having big, hairy, audacious goals. Some of us maybe have bucket lists, things that we want to accomplish by retirement or by the time we die. Jesus just simply called it abundant living. This kind of dreaming that I'm talking about is daring to imagine and commit ourselves to a bigger set of hopes and dreams, believing that God created us more from just the daily life as it comes to us, that God wants us to achieve something that matters. Think about it for just a minute. Just about everything, everything that we enjoy, everything that we benefit from began as someone's dream. From the vaccines that we've taken for COVID to the the technology on your phone to this beautiful room that we worship in, it all began in somebody's heart and mind as a dream. What dream has God placed in your heart and your mind? 
Maybe it's time for you to dream a new dream for your career. Maybe it's time to dream a new possibility as you grow personally. Maybe it's time to pursue more education, a new degree, a new certification. Maybe it's a dream for your family. Possibly there is some problem you've been struggling with too long, and it's time to get some help. Maybe it's a personal achievement you want to pursue, running a marathon, writing a book. Perhaps it's something having to do with your physical or emotional health. Maybe it's a new hobby or interest. Maybe it's volunteering somewhere and and making a difference that way. Or maybe it's something here at First Church. Just to be completely open and honest and transparent, one of my dreams for this worship series, one of my hopes for the outcome of this sermon series is that some of you dream new dreams for First Church. That maybe God puts in your heart something that he's calling you to do here at First Church. The truth is, the last couple of years through this pandemic has been hard on our church. We've suffered. And there are a number of things that are so important to the life of our church that have unraveled a bit. We've lost a few things. To be honest, some of those things were starting to unravel before the pandemic ever arrived. We need to dream new dreams. We need individuals to step up and say, I'll lead that. God's put on my heart a dream to do something new. And by the way, as Holly mentioned earlier, We live in a world where many people have just lost interest in what we do and hear, and it's going to take new and innovative ways to offer them the love of God. It's going to take a new dream. I'm hoping some of you will dream that dream. What dream is God putting in your heart? What are you going to do with that dream? As I've mentioned to you before, I I didn't really grow up in church. We did a little bit, but I didn't learn the the typical Bible stories that so many children learn in Sunday school and youth group. I didn't learn the songs. I didn't really learn the, the traditions of the church. All of that came a bit later for me. I did go to a church camp when I was a teenager, and that really started my spiritual journey. But when I got to the my senior year of college, and I saw that I was about to graduate and I had my whole life ahead of me, it scared me. The truth is, I didn't feel prepared for financial independence and to be a responsible adult. I didn't feel ready to be a husband or a father. And one night I was sitting on my bed in my fraternity house bedroom, fretting about the future. And as I sat there sort of wallowing in my uncertainty, I looked across the room and I saw my New King James Version gift Bible leather sitting on the shelf. It was brand new. Someone had given it to me and I had never even opened it. I had no idea what was in there, but all of a sudden I thought, maybe, maybe there's an answer for me. Maybe there's some direction here. And so I started reading. Desperation's as good a motive as any. 
I discovered as I read the Bible, there were things there that I actually did know. I I had heard before, and there was certainly an awful lot that I did not know and didn't understand, possibly because I was reading King James. But what struck me, what kept me reading, what ultimately led me to this church and my call to ministry was a simple recurring promise that I saw throughout the Bible that God hears our prayers that God cares about the things we go to God for, and that with God, anything is possible. Psalm 37, 4, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Matthew 7, 7, ask and you'll receive, search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Matthew 17, 20, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Mark 9, 23, all things are possible for someone with faith. John 14, 14, Jesus said, when you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this recurring statement all through Scripture that nothing is impossible for God. Go all the way back to the book of Genesis, an old couple named Abraham and Sarah who were well beyond childbearing years, and God said, you will be the parent of my chosen nation Israel. And they said, that's impossible. God said, no, it's not. Then a young virgin named Mary, God said, you're going to be the mother of the Savior of the world. She said, that's impossible. God said, no, it's not. Nothing is impossible for God. It was this simple statement that captured my attention. Now, over the years, I would say my theology and my biblical understanding has deepened and become more complex, but this is where it began for me. The simple idea is where my spiritual interest started. God loves us. God wants the very best for us. And with God, with God's help, all things are possible. I think that's what made me receptive to God's call. I wasn't ready to become a pastor. I certainly wasn't ready to go to graduate school. But God said, it's possible. And I would argue that when over these years I've been most effective in ministry, it's when I've believed that all things are possible and committed that to the Lord and acted upon it. And just by way of honest confession... I've struggled to dream and to believe all things are possible over these months of this pandemic. I've allowed myself to slip into survival mode. Just get your head down and hunker down and keep on going and wait for things to get better. But friends, if I'm honest, I'm tired of waiting. I don't know what the future of this pandemic holds for us, I don't know what else might be coming down the pike, but I think it's time for First Church to dream some new dreams. I think it's time for each of us to lift our heads out of the ruts and dream new dreams for ourselves and for our church. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 says, Glory to God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine. Hear that again. 
Glory to God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine. What's your dream? What's your dream? And what are you going to do about it? Let us pray. Oh, Lord God, it says in the book of Acts that on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was given, young people saw visions. Old people dreamed new dreams. So send into this place, send upon us a fresh outpouring of your Spirit. Help us to be dreamers, big dreamers. And help us to be people who act on those dreams and believe in them because anything is possible with you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.